All right, welcome everybody to a Fly Racing Remote podcast coming to you from the press tent in Redbud. Uh, the Motocross the Nations is here, as we all know, and uh, to do a little preview. And we, by the way, this could be horribly wrong uh, by the time Sunday comes. So if it is, just ignore this. Uh, and uh, yeah, so let's break it down a little bit on what we think we're going to see here at Redbud. Uh, first up, the uh, guest of honor here on track off road, one of the best next to me. Maybe the best journalist in the sport, Adam Wheeler. What's up, Adam? How are you? Hey, Steve. Thank you for having me on the podcast again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you've been very, very generous of your praise. I have to be. Have to, I have to say, thank you. No problem. Also here, uh, he has his uh, face painted red, white, and blue. He has a American flag on as a cape. It's from Fly Racing. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Just uh, here at Redbud, ready to have my heart broken yet again. This would be uh, ten years in a row that I've had my heart broken by Team USA. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a run you're on. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, it's a decade of pain, basically. It is. Uh, I'm trying to think of something. It's it's like being a Raiders fan. It's it's probably what it's Maybe closest fan, to. Either two. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, also here from uh, RacerX Online, uh, we just finished a press conference together. And uh, it's Jason Wygan. What's up, Leach? Yeah. Uh, these colors will run in about 20 minutes out to the opening ceremonies which we are very late for because they love press conferences here they've really held up our afternoon nobody loves press conferences and photo ops like in front or you stream or whatever name they are yeah. it's a big media attendance that's just what's what gonna be done learn from the just completed triumph announcement what did we learn yeah breaking news everybody we still don't know anything they're racing in 2024 on a two mx2 yeah okay so i guess we learned that and no, no Supercross, but there will be Supercross, but they don't want to announce it yet. Right. And 450 MXGP in 2025, and hopefully the bike, you could purchase it in production late 2023, but they're not sure. That's all we got. With uh, the old team that used to run the factory Kawasaki set up. Right. So not new guys. It's going to be an experienced kind of operation. Well, RV was here. He rode for KRT. He was sitting right next to us. Told us bike wasn't great but the food rv said at the team was great so i did i did speak said, with yeah. uh with vince who will yep. be de- handling development for the bike uh prior to the meeting and he was pretty tight lit but he did say that he was happy with the bike and he he's very critical of motorcycles like that that kawasaki when he left at febrazon was like his masterpiece mm-hmm. so for him to say that they're they're already in a pretty good place i think was because it was candid it was a candid conversation so they have a long time until they need to be racing that bike, but I, I'm still shocked that they built this thing kind of from the ground up. Like the whole time when I heard this project was happening, I always thought that they're like, oh, they'll take kind of an existing chassis or, or somebody else's and, and go to market with that. But it, from everything I've heard, it really sounds like they kind of approach this with their own angle. Is it going to be a steel frame or an aluminium frame? He, That's he the other thing. I, he might two cams be willing cam? to tell me now, but it, he made it sound like they were going to have like an expose tell-all at this press conference, and it was like anything yeah. but that. So. Um, all right, JT. Apparently you think announcing the guys in the back of pickup trucks is more important than <laughs> this preview pod, so let's get into this. U.S. I mean, look, there is... They, USA is going to make the podium. I feel no, strong. I, I, I am that. not I, but sure of anything. W- weather should be good. The track won't have the same sand features as before because the weather's been better here. Uh, Australia is going to definitely be right on them. Uh, I think uh, uh, Netherlands would be good. Spain has an outside chance. Um, but are they going to get it done? Is this? I think they get it done. I so, do. So I, I look at it this way. I think there are three ones in a 1B. Okay, and that's how I view this. And then there's a lot of 1Cs. And the three ones are... I didn't are, mention France. I'm sorry. Yes. I know. So yeah. I'm going to go... I go USA, France, and Australia yeah. are, the, are the three favorites across the board. And, and I give them all a really close chance of winning this thing. 
Uh, I think USA has the best team on paper, but that but doesn't you don't mean put a lot. USA has better chance than France. No, Australia. not at this like, race. Like, like, not at this race. At this race. If this was okay. like a U.S. national and its own dynamic, this race always breeds chaos, and and you can never really know what to expect. Um, so I think all those three, those three have a really good shot at it, just because of the chaos that this race is. I have the Netherlands as kind of a one B. Only because it's DeWolf doesn't have a ton of experience on this stage. I don't know how he's going to stack up against the likes of Muscan or Hunter or Justin Cooper or those guys. He should be fine, but I think this race is going to take Moto wins to get it done. And I don't think the likes of GB or Spain or I don't think they're going to win. Even Prado hasn't been on his oh, game yeah. really this summer, right? So. I don't think those guys are going to have strong enough top-end scores to get it done, but there are a lot of those teams that are kind of in the same mix. But I think if, if we are not in the top three, it's, it's a fail of a day. Fourth well, at outside chance at fourth, but... Yeah, no, that goes without saying. Adam, I, I think USA is the odds-on favorite. I Not by a lot, but I think they are the odds-on favorite to get this thing done. I think Team Finally. USA have to win. I, I think they have to. I, I mean, they can be. What happens if they, they could be having a ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. Like, yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> do we get to leave if they don't? Yeah, that they have. To, they might be in a fantastic point position, and something disastrous goes wrong in the last minute. I mean, like you pointed out on you know your um, your Pulpamex show from like Gold Creek Lodge. Uh, you know, weird things can happen at this yeah. race, but yeah. with the lineup that Team USA have and their dreadful run was it six years now without even a podium finish or something or a, long, really? yeah I, I think so I, I, on this on this stage with that team then they have to win it I think you know the way Sexton and, and Tomac have been riding this summer these guys have to be winning their motos I don't see anyone yeah Jorge Prado might get a better start Jeremy Sue and Maxime Renault could have a few surprises in there Fernandez hasn't really got the race mileage I think those two are on another planet if they're not winning the motos then something's seriously wrong right. we have been a, we've had a terrible go Steve like I was looking back at some of the years were not as bad obviously you know Majora was great whatever I looked at Matterly our scores we used were wow. 3 yeah. 10 17, 23, and 33. That was the scores we used. Yeah. And then there was another 38 that we didn't but that's use. But that was a full mutter with riders that, you know, were well, C-level, C-picks. And if it bus. doesn't yeah. rain on Sunday, yeah. it would be the first motocross of nations that hasn't rained on Sunday since 2016, which is just crazy. Weej, I put them as the favorite. I, I really do. Like, I know I said in 2018, I couldn't believe they don't make the podium. Blah, 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 blah. I put them as the favorite coming in. JT already delivered. He gave us the weather reports from the last 10 motocross of nations right. and nailed. We have not had a dry one since 2016. That is impressive. Yeah, I cannot hold up the Matterly team or even the Assen team as an example, but I can tell you this. They got a fourth in one of the motos here in 2018, and that was the best. Yeah. Tomac got fourth in Moto 1, and the rest of it was a complete disaster. Okay, they were barely top 10. So you're not putting them as a favorite? Like you just become- oh no! I just want to make fun of JT oh, oh, for yeah. the weather report. Yeah. No, I still I still believe they're the favorite. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is true that we've come in here in 2018 and thought they were the favorite too, and they didn't even podium. But I think there's just too much evidence of there is generally a home nation advantage, so they do have that. Even though it didn't work in 2018, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Sexton and Tomac are on a ridiculous run. Got to factor that in, and I don't feel like some of the other teams are at their max strength. Maybe Australia is. France is good, but look, Marv didn't even race all year. Ferrandez barely raced all year. It's maybe not their strongest team. Belgium doesn't have their strongest team. Hurlings isn't here. Tim Geyser isn't even racing. Not the, the combined win. age of the UK is 830. They, this is their 15th consecutive year with the same team. Right, right. 
So I think it would be dumb to say that oh, they're not the favorite. There's, uh, Steve, there's two things to bring into effect when you come when you talk about Team USA. And like a friend of your podcast, Renthos Paul Perinios, he said that you know the guys had done a camp, some sort of secret training camp here two weeks ago. Uh, so oh, you're, you're putting this out there. I don't know if it's yeah. supposed to be known. Well, well I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, not Tomac though. No, not Tomac. Oh, it wasn't Tomac. Cooper, yes. But then also, you know, Roger DaCosta gets up in the team presentation today, and the first thing he says, oh, I'm sorry I'm back again, you know, apologizing for his presence. And I know you haven't been the biggest fan of, Roger you know. That? Yeah. Mm. You know, he hasn't been the biggest fan. Well, there was of, a lot of, I, I saw people nodding. Like, I, I don't know what that means. Like, there were people in the back nodding. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. We, but, you know, the, we've asked for a bit of a culture change in the way that Team USA do this thing over the last few years. I mean, is, has, has has that come around? You know, these guys working together a bit more? Because that whole team unity bonding may sound a bit lovey-dovey and crappy. But then, you know, I think there's some weight to it. I think, you know, the way the team come together and work together at the crunch moments, when it is pissing with rain or there's some really harsh conditions or whatever. Look here in 2018 with the French, you know, all hands came to the pump to try and fix Tixier's bike 10 minutes before he had to be in the in the waiting zone. And it worked and they got the, the result that they needed. So it's, uh, it's a big thing, I think, for, for Team USA. All right, we've lost JT. He's got to go do very important TV. Nobody <laughs> loves TV more than Jason Thomas. So he loves podcasts, but... I think he loves calling TV more. It's triumph. Paul Malin triumphed. Right. And TV triumphed over us. um, All right. Fly Racing, Racer X preview. Um, I think the USA are favored. You know, you you hit the nail on the head. Ferrandis is not his 100% self. He said he was, though. You like that? He literally said the press conference, I feel just like I did last year. Yeah. He he has raced barely a race and a half since March. Okay. Right. And Marv. And Marv, not not as good. And he's on a 250F. Yeah. So, like, there you go, right? They're, 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 they're not as strong, right? Um, you look at Australia, Jet's never raced a 450 before. He's going to be great. We know that, but he's never raced 450 before. Yeah. Hard to see him on the level of Tomek and Sexton right away. Maybe some moments of flash, but hard to see him do that. Hunter, MX2, Justin Cooper, almost as good as him near the end of the year, if not the same. That cancels each other out. Mitch Evans versus Sexton or Tomek. I'll take the USA in that matchup. So... I mean, you just when you look at it like that way, and I know we've done this before, but I just it's hard not to see the USA being the favorites here. It's just I, really hard for me. The standouts on the four fifties have got to be Maxim Renault and Jeremy Sue, the Monster Energy Yamaha guys. Uh, they've had a really good, strong end to the Grand Prix season. They've got to be the biggest threats to uh, you know Tomac and Sexton. But even then, like I said, I think those guys are just going to have a, a rerun of what you've been watching in the Nationals all summer. Yeah. And, and then you know, if the Team USA get those scores, then the onus is going to be on Cooper just to deliver one result. Right, right. Yeah, we like to like likes to throw that out there, but no, uh, I hate that. <laughs> I know the race no, is too unpredictable. I know. I know. Yeah, because I did hear people say it doesn't matter. Right, you just, just need one score. Need one score. Yeah, yeah. Until Sexton falls in the first turn and breaks his motorcycle, and then you're like, oh crap! Right, this race is highly unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like a bit of a revamp week for for USA though, in terms of Parabinos and the boot camp and the strategy, and you know, like a little bit more camaraderie among you team it USA. was a complete embarrassment in 2018 and i honestly was almost happy that they screwed up so much stuff because no one really had to just say the american riders were just slow or off the pace we got to blame the other stuff but let's be honest they just weren't fast enough to win in 2018 either but we had so many other details to pick from to hide and be like yeah. no our riders are good we just screwed up and didn't take the open inside gate we just didn't even know how to mount a new clean rear wheel on the great start uh the Fre- french have you told me this the french even brings over a team chef like they are so dialed we were so incredibly not dialed yeah. so to your point we're definitely better now definitely better i don't know how much it helps right 
But we've learned the other teams, there's more to it than just pick three fast guys and go for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. There has to be a bit of unity, a bit of team play there. It comes into it. You know, if you are just searching for that one key result, uh, you know, and like you said, I mean, if you look at the Team Netherlands here in 2018, I mean, you had Koldenhoff going 1-1. I think Hurlings may have been 2 or 3. He was top five results. Valandran gets a rock in the eye, and then they don't get that one result they need. Yeah. So it's it's that sort yeah. of those fine margins. Yeah. And it always is that way at this race, right? There's always a uh, UK has a chain come off. Yeah, we have a, a flying Japanese that yeah, doesn't look right. over oh, there. Right. So you're right. <laughs> it is one of those weird things. Um, let's so... You know, France, Australia, USA. Uh, Spain as a sleeper, Adam, you think? Yes. Netherlands? Spain has got their strongest ever team at yep. this race. Guillaume Ferrez, of course, you, you know all about him from, mm-hmm. from the Nationals. Jorge Prado is going to get the starts. Uh, he's still trying to work out the feeling on that gas-gas bike, but it's been getting better and better. Uh, Cairoli has been helping him a bit with that on the chassis side. And then Fernandez, uh, he tweaked his shoulder in the last Grand Prix in Turkey three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that's the only question mark for me. But again, if you're trying to th- find these one, that one result, then yeah. maybe he can he can deliver it on the HRC bike. And the Belgians are always strong. Yeah, they, you know, they rise uh, for this one. But man, yeah. I did not I did not know it was Van Horbeek's swan song. Yeah. So yeah. you're looking at some diminished. Uh, Belgium usually figures it out, but I don't know at this time. No, yeah. I, I yeah, the Belgians are they're a five yeah, six outside. team, yeah. I think probably. You know. I think the French are the wild cards for victory. I think the Belgians are, uh, yeah, five, six. You know, they they could ground out a podium if some really weird shit happens. Right. I think the Dutch team is underrated. I know they don't have hurlings, yeah. so it immediately seems like, oh, they don't have hurlings, they're done. But we, we know what Koldenhoff's capable of. On any given day, he can win, especially this event. Even in a milder version of that, Volander has actually won races this year. Yep. I don't know if today is going to be the day, but yeah. if that dude, if that level guy shows up, I don't think it's uh, sandy enough for Volanderin right now, but yeah, but yeah. I, it's hard right. to say what right. is Redbud. Is right. Redbud sandy? Yes. Is it that sandy? Right. Like it's not a hard pack track. I but Volanderin does it on occasion. Well, also it would be an eye opener for the guys. I mean, on Sunday or Saturday, even uh, coming to Redbud or, or YouTube just to watch like Kai the Wolf because this guy flies. I mean, he's like a, a mini Hurlings. Um, you know, he's going to be really going for it. Uh, only 17 years old. Uh, Simon Lagenfeld as well for the Germans, similar ilk. Mm-hmm. So I think you know when you watch these two going for it, then you think, wow, you know, there's some MX2 is a um, MX2 could be the interesting category. We're uh, we're not missing Lewis Phillips on this pod. Like we don't we're not missing him. It doesn't matter. It's not dedicated. Right. Doesn't Biggest care. race of the year didn't come. But he did say Langenfeller could win a moto in MX2. Like, he, he thought he could win the overall, which, I mean, I kind of find surprising when you look at Hunter and you look at Justin Cooper and... Shimoda. And Shimoda. Yeah. 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 So, but our guy Lewis. Yeah, Langenfeller is, I mean... I don't want to draw comparisons to Roxham, which is the lazy and easy thing to do because of his nationality, but he does have that kind of fluid, adaptable style, very technical. Uh, will the nerves get to him potentially? And, right. You know, this year in the GPs, he's been a little bit inconsistent, made some mistakes, but uh, the potential's there. Uh, let's talk about the veteran UK team. I don't know if you guys thought this was the Vet World Championships that happened a few weeks ago, but this is the real one. But you guys have sent Tommy Gunn yeah. for his... 12th time, 15th time, Dean Wilson and Max Anstey. I'm wondering when was the last British team where we didn't have a Grand Prix rider? Because, you know, obviously That's Dean's... That's a good point. You know? Yeah, I never thought of that. Ben Watson was the only one really in MSGP, didn't have a great year, didn't really get sorted or comfortable in the factory Kawasaki. Um, maybe a little harsh. He was here in 2018, had some good rides. Um, but, you know, each rider of their respective picks for Team GBR have their attributes. Anstey will be good on the 250. 
you know Dean Wilson there's obviously significance there for his kind of a supposed send off I don't know what sort of shape he's in though how was he doing in the last nationals he did four four uh, rounds he was getting some top tens by the end it was okay okay yeah it was okay and then Tommy won the British championship right. which, Tommy they say is riding great yeah people, people are saying he's riding fantastic so yeah it's a popular team like all three guys have you they know. had a name for themselves they call themselves Team Dad I believe no, yeah. is, um, is that what he said Chamberlain the joke, <laughs> yeah. the that? joke he made would really only British people would understand oh, okay. and of a certain generation because there was this TV series called Dad's Army and it was about the uh, the reserve army I can't even think of the name now all the the old guys that couldn't go and fight in World War 2 it was like a comedy series based around them staying okay. in the UK and defending from so you, you got Dad's Germany. Army yeah Dad's yeah. Army that's right. it okay right. that makes sense um, yep. so okay we can who else we got in the mix? Well, I, mean, I think, you know, in terms of significance for the event, you know, Tony Cairoli, I mean, this could yeah, be his last. I mean, yep. he's wearing the number one. Uh, you know, he's 37 years old today. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty special thing there. And I don't think he's going to be slow. No, I, th- I feel like, yeah, I feel like Tony will be a top five guy in MX1. Um, you know, around there somewhere. You can never count him out. Um, I would have liked to see Ferrado on the team. I really thought Ferrado did enough. To get on the team, I agree, Steve. I, I would have picked him ahead of Guadagnini, yeah, but I, then Guadagnini maybe earned it for his his part on the Victor uh, Victory team last whatever. year. Whatever, last year doesn't even count. It was muddy; countries weren't even there. You know, I mean, come on. Lapino's in the books? neck was broken. Yeah, he Lep- was concussed, and he still Lep- pulled it off. Lapino was yeah. cutting the tracks. <laughs> uh, um, but anyways, no. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll be in the mix for sure. Um, uh, the Swiss yeah. will be a factor. Yeah, Swiss uh, Sua will be quick. Yep. Uh, Valentin Gill on a 250. Look, That's a mystery. I would have put Guillaume off like five years ago, except yeah. what did he just do? He just. He's been top 10 in MHGP. Right. He just had like a great race or a great moto, or I was like. I wanted, to, I, I wanted to ask him in the press conference, you you know, your career is just. You, we thought you'd retired three yes. times, yes. but you yeah. keep coming back. <laughs> right. you know. I, I, yeah. He's uh, been criticized as well for a guy that's never really applied himself, hasn't trained hard enough. Mm-hmm. His best years was when he was working with Yves Damari, um, you know, as not just a trainer, but also a mentor, a guy really on top of him. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's managed to pick things up again this right. last year, so it's a right. testament to him. My bold prediction is uh, I would not count the Netherlands team out. Kai Wolf has the speed. Is there a chance, we've seen at this race before, where this lightning in a bottle strikes and he has a magical day? He actually turns that speed into results, which I don't even feel like he did even that much in MX2 this year. It was more flash than results. But is there a chance that DeWolf puts together an amazing performance in MX2, which gives you a massive advantage? And then you're like, well, Vlanderin and Koldenhoff are good enough. Yeah, Koldenhoff goes 2-3, 3-2. Yeah, yeah Vlanderin yeah. gets two top eights, and DeWolf gives him a huge points lead in MX2. Is, that, is DeWolf good enough to have that magical ride where now all of a sudden, even without hurlings... If They're I had, in play. If I had to put a bit of money in it, I'd say that DeWolf would be in a position where he's winning the category, but then he'll fall off. Okay. But then um, Glenn has not been getting the starts that he used to on the KTM, which okay. is what you know he managed to do here four years ago. Right. So I don't think you're going to see that same show of dominance from him. Uh, he could be a guy who's around six, seven, eight. Uh, he'll get the points for Team Netherlands, but yeah. I don't think it's enough for them to be winning. If gotcha. Hurlings was here... You know, he kind of adds a little bit more weight to the whole thing and has done. I think oh, what, you, yeah. what you're looking for is you're looking for the Ferris, the Koldenhoff, the Anstey, the guys that come out of nowhere yes. at this destinations race yep. and just open some eyes, right? And and, and you're just... It happens. It happens. It happens yeah. a lot. It could uh, be Mitch Evans this time. Yeah. I mean, the Aussies have had great riders, but they've never like had pulled that team thing together, have mm-hmm. they? They've always had... They you know, one podium in their existence. Yeah, in St. John, Metcalf, wasn't it? Yeah, Metcalf, Reed, Byrne. 
and then all the other guys have had, and they've had one career podium. It's it's pretty hard to believe. That was Reed. He won. That was the first time an Australian won. I think a race. Won the moto. moto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Won the first moto. Yeah, yep. yeah. It, it it's something else to see if those guys can 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 stand on top. Um, yeah, it's funny. You know, we keep thinking of the Australians because of Jet Lawrence, especially being so freaking relaxed. Like he's just laughing the whole time up there. So like they're this underdog where like the pressure is on Team USA, and these woolly Australians have no pressure. But they're the ones actually that usually have everything go wrong. Yeah. They're the ones that usually don't live up to their potential even more. And I'm, I'm sure Jet Lawrence doesn't even know that. Do you think he knows a single? Can he name a single previous Donations team, all three riders for no, Australia? No, I, I doubt he can. He'll maybe. know Hunter raced yeah. it twice, and, and that's all he will know that Reed maybe raced it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be a guess. Yeah. But you're right. They have failed to live up to the expectations a lot. Yeah, Metcalf, yeah. Ferris, you know, they've had some good riders on the team. I mean, it's this Burner. Isn't a really gun burn. Yep. Yeah, of course. Burner had a few yep. good rides here and there, and yep. now he's managing them. I blame always Burner. That's what I tell okay. him anyways. Steve, you and I have been tweeting a little bit. What, tell me about your hate for FAM Europe team, which yeah. is a new so initiative. This is something that, new. The FIM has decided, I don't know if it's a cash grab. I don't know if it's a, everybody gets a trophy syndrome, but they have decided <laughs> that they're just going to make two countries up, one from Europe, one from Latin America, and the riders themselves are all from different countries that don't field a designations team, so they put them all together to form two separate teams. Well, it's more of a continent thing rather than a country thing. Oh, yeah. So, continent, yeah. We have a Latin America. We have Brazil. We have Argentina. They're all here. Yeah, Guatemala. But, is that but, even but class so, in South America? Like, uh, what's the purpose? I don't understand. Like, Okay, now, if you want to tell me that Tim Geyser and name another guy... Yeah, Paul's Jonas for Latvia. Okay, Jonas, yeah. that They're on a team, okay. Maybe I'll give you that. But to put six sort of riders that I've heard yeah. of, maybe one of them together to make two teams. Why, the question is, why would they do this? So then I'm following the money. And maybe is there money that they have to enter? I, I don't well, know. Well, Weege and I were talking about this a bit earlier. And if you have nations that are not already entered, there's 34 nations entered for this race, okay? And if there are nations such as Slovenia or Latvia, who have top guys that are going to add to the promotional bill, such as Tim Geiger, the MSGP world champion, then why not invent this team whereby you can get those top names together? But then if they win or get a podium, then it's, uh, I don't know, do they wave a European flag? Do they? You know? I don't know. I mean, we used to have this. Americans used to ride for... Uh, Puerto Rico? Oh, Luxembourg. No. Luxembourg. Billy Lyles. Yeah, Billy Lyles did. Trampas Parker did, right? There, there I think it works as long as it's like a C-level team. But if you ended up with Paul Jonas and Geyser and one other decent guy and they win, which they would be capable of then doing, that would be ridiculous. I, yeah, I agree. I think that, I think it's yeah. ridiculous anyways. If you, your okay. country doesn't yeah. fill the team, sorry, you can't go through more cross nations. Sorry. I don't, I, I don't understand the reasoning. Yeah. Like, Is it like the it's running on the theme of the best of the best racing on the same day? Because, I mean, how it, can you have the best of the best? I mean, how can Eli Tomac... Who go one one stand up and say, "Yeah, I was the best guy at the well, across the nations." When you know Tim Geiger, who's the still dirty there. secret of this race, this is not the best of the yeah. best. It really isn't, yeah. and that's always been the dirty secret. And everyone freaks out about this race, and it's really not. It's really not the best on the best uh, because of all those things that you just said. The, right, the people because of injuries up. and guys not participating, and and, and yeah. the depth isn't great yeah. here. Like if you had twenty American base riders and twenty. America, uh, GP based riders that would be amazing but we just we don't well the truth know. of it is as well it's a measure of the federations as much as it of the yeah. riders because yeah. you know Team Swiss can do GoFundMe campaigns they were one of the first countries to do so and they can get like strong guys because it's also a team commitment I'm talking race team commitment because if you cannot get your guy here with a decent material whatever else then that's also going to inhibit your chances of success yeah. no I agree I agree it's, it's not uh, I love this race but there's a lot of problems with this race that 
I've spoken about on my shows and everything else. So, um, uh, Canada. Dylan Wright. It's got to be their main guy. He's waving the flag. I think so. I the use, win. Oh, yeah. The, the win. The win. Oh, come on. The Steve. A main. <laughs> the a, Look, the a, oh, make it at least B final. We yeah. got to beat Martin Barr and Stuart still. Edmonds. Those fuckers still going. are still here, <laughs> still repping for Those the drugs. Irish. <laughs> right, right. Those drugs um, are still here. Uh, so, yeah, we Gosh. have Ryder McNabb. I, I just think for my own country, anything in the top ten is a win. Uh, they haven't got too many top tens. Probably only five or six top ten results in their in their history. So if they just get five to ten, I think that's a win for those guys. Uh, for McNabb or Wright, we know they actually have real talent and potential. Uh, McNabb's going to get a shot in the U.S. Not on no, a high, high. It's no. not happening now. What? No, nah, it, it's it all already folded. Apart. Yeah. Okay. That's to my guys. point even more. That, That's yeah. your guys. That, that is. Isn't that prejudice against Canadian guys? It does you know, seem like that. It does. I mean, they just seem to get overlooked. It's like, yeah. oh, he's Canadian. He's not going to be any good. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, to my point. Uh, I feel like Mitch Evans kind of stuck out at this event, and that's what put him on the map a little bit. Or Ferris. Uh, Dean Ferris? Yeah. Yeah. So could that happen to either one of your Canadian well, guys? Well, right, raced MXGP last yeah. year yeah. and did pretty well. Got a fifth or sixth in one moto and was a top ten guy, yeah. and I think he did open some eyes. And yeah. he raced uh, in Arco de Trento, which is the scratchiest, smallest Italian track he could be at in GPs, and he did well. Yeah. You know, at good speed. And I think he went, he's still young. Is he like 23, 24? 20, 23, 24, and he went to uh, Canada this year and, and swept every moto. So, yeah, I mean, he, the, the negative is that he asked me just before we started this about jumping the leap. So if he's asking me about <laughs> jumping the leap, he may have a problem. Yeah, he's on a 450. <laughs> I told him, I said, yeah. honestly... Just follow somebody. He's never jumped it. It never been. Okay. Him. I'm like, just follow somebody. Like, don't, don't try to judge the yeah. speed yourself. Tuck in behind somebody. <laughs> no, it's got to be the be right fine. person. I mean, don't be following well, Team Guatemala no, no, or no, you no. know I, Morocco. I said follow someone who's jumping. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they could do. You, you know? know, Dylan Wright's going to be one of those guys that's running around in sixth position. Everyone's looking in the program, going, yeah, well, yeah. "Who's that guy?" Yeah. Well, Tom takes rocks and ride. Tom last time in 2018 was. Running fourth for a long time here, then sixth, and his bike blew up near the end of the race. He was, uh, it would have been a great moto for T Dags. He's here. It's his eleventh time riding for Canada. So, yeah. Tanel Liak also fifteenth, eighteenth, eighteenth time. Yeah. Caroli said I was hoping to be the oldest, but Tanel Liak just keeps going and going right, and going. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he could uh, be racing with his children soon. I mean, his children are competing in national events oh, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this would be gold. Yeah. If he so if he can keep going, the team could be a dad and his son. That would be so Tanelli. That would be good. Yeah. That would that would that would fit the brand. Um, so okay. Um, what else we got? So I like USA. Uh, I I think they're the favorites. I don't. I know JT's. What about it. the ballot, Steve? Were you you know holding onto the edge of your chair when they were picking out the ping pong balls? It's the stupidest thing ever, Adam. It's the dumbest thing ever. Loretta Lynn's is the same way. You show up at Loretta's, and you pick a spoon. And doesn't matter how fast you are, you got a 40th K pick, you're just screwed. It's unbelievable that they can't go either practice times or your last year's results or anything. They really rely on... Now, for 10 countries there, it doesn't matter. You can start 40th. You're getting in the main event. But there's another 10 countries where that ping pong ball determines whether you're <laughs> fucked or not. Yeah, and and you, I've been there as a Canadian. Like, like we've drawn 37 in uh, Toysenthal or something like that. And garbage starts all day, fight through the pack. Oh, B-Main. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Glad, glad I spent, you know. You traveled, traveled 6,000 miles yeah, to get I here. Yeah, I spent 20 grand to get here, 30 grand to get here, and I drew a ping pong, a monster chick through a ping pong ball, and I'm fucked. Like, just think of that <laughs> logic. Like, and I think the same way for Loretta's. Like, you know, like, it, it's actually, in Loretta's, it's kind of dangerous. Yeah. Know? 
you know, to have a, a Hayden Deegan or a Ryder D on the outside and some kid that's just a, happy to be there, you know, on getting the prime gates. But anyways, yes, Adam. But then how do you do it then? Maybe you do it on well, for this race, ranking would, from last the previous year? This year, this race, you could go ranking from last year. And if your USA didn't show up, sorry, you are getting a bad gate pick. Like, you know, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes. Or practice times tomorrow. Yeah. And, here, and here's your gate picks. That'd be the easiest way. Right. Yeah. I don't even Either mind the using last year thing because... I think more so Team USA than others. Team USA doesn't care about podiums. It's either win or you're... Yeah. You know, it's a horrible yeah, weekend. Yeah. You would at least have something. Something well, to advantage of getting but, fifth instead of ninth. But I'm not even... Like, USA and Great Britain and all that could get 39th gate pick, and they're making the A main. Yeah, but you uh, could make the argument that that would potentially cost them a few positions in the qualifiers tomorrow, which would potentially hurt yeah, their gate yes, for, for sure. Sunday. But I'm talking on a greater scale of countries that this is the biggest race ever, and they come here, and yeah. they get 39th gate pick, and yeah. they don't even fucking see the A-main right. because of some ping-pong ball. But the point is that maybe your ping-pong ball comes out first, or second, or third. Well, you can know? we just not determine things on a ping-pong ball? Yeah. Okay. I've told you before, I still have that image seared in my brain of 2010, where we had a very sweaty head of the FIM, an Austrian guy, blindfolded, standing next to two voluptuous monster girls I thought this does not this does not look like the scene at a premier sporting event it looks no, like something that no. should be taking place maybe in a seedier part of town I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't see the IOC you know before the Olympics just being like oh Michael Phelps you got lane 6 because we threw a ping pong ball <laughs> like there's some sort of qualification for a race like this but nope not I want to see this photo with the monster girls. Yeah. I really, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it, it, that part's ridiculous. It, it's definitely a race tech rant for sure. Um, and I think, and I said the same thing about Loretta's and Davy Crooms will fight me for it and say that that makes it all equal and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I don't, no, I agree I, with you. I, 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 just, I don't think I don't they should do it that way either. Yep. So uh, that, but having said that, Canada got seventh. Love the ping pong balls. Completely under uh, Morocco, whole, uh, number one. Morocco, Morocco, Mike. Mike Morocco, <laughs> Mike Morocco, congratulations! Exactly. So, all right, uh, give me your, give me the top three. Let's do prediction time here. Fly racing, MXDN preview on Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon again. This, don't go back and listen. This could be terrible. I'll start. I'm just, I'm just going to make it easy. Just, it's just, yeah. USA, Australia, France. Yeah, I'm going same. Yep. I'm going to go France, USA, Australia. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I, uh, Adam you know, Wheeler. Uh, just to be a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, why Monster. not? Yeah. Something different. And UK? Yep. Top 10. Oh, top 10. You start to move your alliances to Spain a little bit, or is that. Do they no, not count? No, do no, not no. count. Okay. No, we don't have a Team England, so then Team Great Britain is second. Uh, but, you know, let's not forget we had some very fast Scottish riders representing Team Great Britain. Uh, this is the, my issue with you, Steve, on the old Cardiff, you know, World Supercross thing. You know, it's in Wales. It's not in England. It's, it's in Britain. It's, it's in Wales. And Cardiff is the capital of Wales. Oh. So there you go. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Team Great Britain. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. That's your guys. That's okay. the, you're, yeah. never, you're never but, changing yeah. your lines. Yeah. Uh, Spain could pull off a podium easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're, for me, they're the big wild cards. And what would race. their best fin- ever have been? Like we're talking Berrigan uh, days, right? Yeah, Jonathan Berrigan, top yeah. seven. I'm going to try and find out now. He said, said it, but I oh. I forgot now. Yeah, okay. what it was. I feel like that's this will be their best finish if everything holds together. Prado yeah. won the MX2 class here in 18. Yes, I oh, thought did? Hunter Lawrence did. I was surprised. I thought Hunter did. Yeah, yeah. Prado must have been like 14. No, he was uh, MX2 world champion that year as well. Um, okay, pit bike of nations. When is that? Tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow today? Today's qualifying, yeah. Oh, okay. Way to go, boys. Villapoto, eh? It's got to be the main man. Villapoto, Carson Brown, Willie yeah. Browning. Yeah. Probably. 
But didn't he lose to Carson Brown recently? Villapoto, well, Villapoto, the only thing I can hope for is that RV pulls out because when he was sitting here, he said it was going too late and he needs to drink beer. <laughs> so maybe right. okay. he starts drinking beer and forgets about yeah. the, the race. So. Might ride better. Does that mean you two got to do that whole RacerX uh, TV uh, thing? Uh, this gentleman does it uh, 730 that the, tonight. The one that you took me down there and I waited an hour, you know, in 2018. Yes. And then they eventually said, no, 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 we finished now. Right. I was like, thanks, yeah, that, Steve. You, can we get him on? <laughs> I was just about to ask for your help, but now I'm, I didn't know how to hold a dig out of I did not know I have a hold to dig out of Yeah. Okay. It's going right. to be a bit of a problem. Right. I would love to Racer have you. Racer TV? Huh? For people? Racer TV? No, it's on the Racer X YouTube channel. Oh, Racer X. Oh, yeah. YouTube Racer channel. X. Okay, yep. So 7.30 both nights, including now before this podcast is probably even posted. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right. Adam Wheeler, thank you. Jason Wygat, thank you. See ya. Bye.